Welcome to the Homeschooling Through High School podcast. I'm your host, Becky Simpkins. Joy Vanderly and I continue to discuss the home educator's duty. This is part two of a three-part series. I hope you will enjoy listening as we touch on guarding our school time as a sacred space and treating it as a job where we take it seriously, learning about our job and coworkers, also known as our children, doing yearly assessments, finding balance between legalism and chaos, setting expectations, and helping to build good habits and relationships. I hope you enjoy this episode and the lovely background singing you will again hear from the Lighthouse Summer for the Arts High School Musical 2 Junior Cast. Blessings to you all. It's really fun when you home educate. When I talk to my kids about their favorite memories of being home educated, uh, they might say, well, like Eden said, doing school in my PJs. Mm-hmm. Your Eden said that. And uh, Rose told someone once that it was when I would bring her hot tea during a difficult whatever mm-hmm. math test usually. <laughs> and um, for my son, it would have been writing and I would give him a cookie at like 10 a.m., which was a big deal just because I knew it was not his favorite thing. But all of those little things don't negate the fact that we set up habits of these are the things you do to prepare yourself. This is the time we start because we have to make it happen. And it was like showing up for work. I would wake up early, work in my office, come upstairs, the kids needed to be ready to go. I would help them, we would get going, but I, and I would say, oh, I need to go get dressed. And it is fun to do school in your PJs, but like if you're approaching it as a job, maybe you need to think to yourself, I need to show up dressed or I need to be prepared. Maybe it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm heading to bed and I realize, you know, there's a couple of things I need to prepare for tomorrow. I better go make some copies or dig out those books or look over what I'm doing tomorrow. It just, you just need to do that for your day to flow better. Because if you're in chaos, not a lot of learning happens. Right learning how to deal or not deal with chaos happens but and that's so good because sometimes mom is sick and laying on the couch and is thinking I I still need to do something how can I help the kids maybe they can read to me or maybe we can listen to an audiobook or I'll lay here and I won't feel good but I'm still going to help them do things that need to be done right and we recognize some days that's just not going to happen yeah. depending on what yeah. illness or season you're going through. But there's forward movement. Forward momentum. Yeah. yeah. Which is really important mm-hmm. just to, to have that atmosphere in your home of this is something that we are going to do. We're going to do it even when it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think, of course, there's a balance there of not being so legalistically we must do it, even if mm-hmm. I have a fever of 102 and I'm puking every five minutes or whatever <laughs> it is, you know? Wow, that would be really hard to do school. Mm-hmm. But 
the point is that when you do feel better, you get right back to it instead of letting those times drag on and on. Well, I'm still recovering. Do what you can. Right. Show up. Show up. Right. You know, I look back at our progression and how we did school. And I struggled with a lot of adrenal fatigue. And I was mm-hmm. also a working mom. I did um, legal transcription. And when I was able to work was when the kids were in bed. So I didn't start working on my job until usually after 8, 8 p.m. And would work as late as I could, sometimes until 12 a.m., 1 a.m. Or um, towards the latter half of that 10 years, I would get up way earlier, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. and work until 7.38. Mm-hmm. My kids are sleepers, so that yeah. was nice. Yes. Uh, I had that time. But, um, you know, you, you make it happen. And I realized that I was putting a lot of effort and time into the transcription job because, obviously, I had deadlines and things like that. But I recognized how important it was to then just for myself to change out of my pajamas yes and because I'm going to a different job now and this is kind of funny but I have my pajamas and then I have my non-pajamas but are comfy as pajamas but are still like somebody shows up at the door and I don't look all disheveled yes and sometimes that's just brushing your hair putting it in a pony putting on a necklace putting on mascara right and some days it's not doing any of that Mm -hmm. brushing your teeth and just getting those Mm -hmm. Yeah, for non, me, it's non-pajama putting on clothes. mascara and my yeah. leggings. Yeah. And, yeah. In case someone comes to and the I'm, door or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I had that transition too. It really yeah. is helpful. And I think it helps our kids because it's a visual, non-verbal transition mm-hmm. for them. Like, oh, mom's serious. It's time to start. Right. Or even shoes. I have mm-hmm. sh- house shoes mm-hmm. that I wear. And, yeah, my kids get that clue that, oh, mom's in her working shoes Mm -hmm. so it's time it's time to go I think it's really important to have a yearly at least a yearly assessment of your family culture uh, your family life season to make a plan and I am a planner so that comes easy to me and maybe you're not a planner but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't learn to be somewhat of a planner in a way that works best for you to um, recognize this time that I have to educate my children is sacred I will not answer the phone I will not respond to a text or look at I will not pick up my phone Ah. (laughs) sorry that's bad because I'm not a good singer but um you know just to really set boundaries around that sacred time and to also say, what are the other things in life that need to happen? I do need to work. Uh, we will go to church every week or maybe twice a week or whatever it is. And then I also have this volunteer opportunity or um, I need to take care of my parents. We have these other commitments which are equally important. But again, education is our sacred space. Nothing interferes with that. Right. Even when we were caring for my dad during hospice we still maintained our three and a half hours of morning education time. Even though within that education time, I know we talked about this on a previous episode, that 
three and a half hours look different in mm-hmm. that season, and that was okay. But mm-hmm. there was still that rhythm mm-hmm. of this is what we do. It keeps and, us stable in yes. hard times to know yeah. that we have this anchor, this anchor of time where we're spending time in God's word, we're connecting together, we're learning together. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you go out that door and you have life to deal with. Yeah. And if you have that foundation and that peace and that yeah something to rely on it it yes it makes all the difference in the world even when we traveled we still had that rhythm and there was sometimes we were I remember we were parked downtown Pittsburgh waiting to go to a museum but guess what our rhythm was the same in the morning Mm -hmm. and we still had that um you know we did a much more condensed version because we went and did Physical living learning, things. living yeah. things inside the the museums there, but yeah, that was that rhythm was still very, very important. Yes. Um, talking about that, keeping that morning time sacred, for me, I've had to work hard at fitting it all in and mm-hmm. planning. Um, where I was very much go with the flow my firstborn was not and suffered because I didn't have um set times for things yeah to her, to you it was just a natural way yeah. of living life but to her it felt like chaos it did and she couldn't it was very difficult for her right and she still asks mom what are we doing tomorrow mm-hmm. go look at the calendar mm-hmm. I've written it down for mm-hmm. you but this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. now she needs to know what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. um you know, okay, let's just say this because we're talking about homeschooling through high school. But mm-hmm. if you do have a student like that, when they're old enough, definitely in high school, I had all of my kids keep their own calendar mm-hmm. and they would come to my calendar and look at it and then write certain things down on their own calendar because it really did help them to know, especially as they started to work mm-hmm. or had other things that, that they wanted to do to make informed decisions about their own lives. And um, I just think it's really great because I love seeing how my adults now are are using a planner to facilitate some easier living and maintain some good habits. Yeah. She's she's my calendar keeper. Yeah. We have a family calendar and her siblings she's on it. better not cross off yesterday. <laughs> that is her job. She crosses off yesterday. She keep, She adds things to it and then she has her own personal calendar and that's neat to see because she yes. even though she's firstborn likes to be organized she's also has the dyslexic learning style and mm-hmm. so she's very creative and yeah her room reflects that yeah. creativity yeah. more than order sometimes sure. but well, um neurodivergent yeah. children like ADD ADHD like I'm working with someone like that too they need order. Mm-hmm. They need a rhythm. They will function so much better if they yes. don't have to think about it. It just happens. Right. If you have timers or whatever, and which we do. Oh, timer went off. It's time for your meds. Or it's 8.30. We need to begin. It really helps to calm the mental gymnastics. Right. And there's parents mm-hmm. who are like that. Mm-hmm. And some people are very allergic to schedules yeah. and timers. Yes. And maybe a different oh, approach is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to do what works, but then there's still there's still a goal. Yeah. You have a lot of timers. Yeah. 
I have, I have a lot. One. I have a lot of timers. I have one timer, but <laughs> but we do what works. Yeah, yeah. Because I have three in three different grades, and they are sometimes doing different things within a subject. Mm-hmm. That and you yeah, want to help I them keep transition. Them, I keep them hopping. I do have my phone with me. I will admit that because yeah. my timers are all on there, and they. Well, that's okay. But yeah. if you're not like, I when I was. Um, finishing high school with my youngest, she would say to me, you're getting distracted again, mom, because I was Mm. supposed to be done with this and you're responding to an email. Mm. And so, you know, if it's school time, it's school time. Yeah. And I, you know, had to apologize to her that I was letting other things interfere. Being a humble parent and apologizing to your kid? (laughs) What's that all about? (laughs) Maybe that's another podcast. Huh? Maybe that's another yeah, podcast. That's, that's another podcast. Um, but, but isn't well? But doesn't that go back to the parent reflecting the Holy Spirit and the Creator, right? In the home, in every way. Even when we've done wrong, what should we do? Mm-hmm. We should humbly ask for forgiveness, right? And and do what's right. And if being a homeschooling parent is your job. Mm-hmm. think of that how would you react in the workplace if an employee maybe you know you're the manager so to speak and and one of your um subordinates comes up to you and hey um this is this is not okay this is not functioning well for us when you're a leader yeah, you can't which be approach offended. yeah you can't be offended you can't be offended that's really good. I actually wanted to talk about this because interpersonal relationships in home education can still be difficult. There's this rosy picture made that all families get along great if they're home educated. That's not true. There are still sibling squabbles mm-hmm. and days when mama's not happy and uh, days when you have grumpy teenagers. There are hormones. There are Lots of hormones. Hungry. Hangry. Hangry, yeah. (laughs) But how do we teach our children to work through them? I mean, first, if you yourself are not learning to work through those, start there. Mm -hmm. Because that's a part of showing up. You would not go into a job and last long if you couldn't get along with your coworkers. Right. And if you weren't willing... To learn more about your job. Yeah. You're not going to go very far. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love, how can I learn more about my job? Because if you have committed to do this, then there is a level of commitment for yourself as well. You can't just, I just hate to say this, but you know, don't just go buy some curriculum and hand it to your kid or say, well, they're online or anything like that. The best learning happens when we are doing it together. Absolutely. No, we can't do that for all things, and we want our children to be self-directed and learn self-education. But it is a process. It does not happen overnight. A little bit might happen when they're eight. A little bit more when they're nine. But even when you're 16 or 17 or 18, you're still having interaction with an instructor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And... And mom is still going to check up on you, and maybe dad is going to check up on you too. But again, that goes back to if this was a job, and you're training your children for their future 
life and whatever it is, like you are going to sometime have to be accountable to someone. If you cannot be accountable to your mom or your dad, whom the Lord tells you to honor, then it's a really serious heart issue that we can address right now. Like let's learn how to work through these things together. And I know you talked to the Sears about stuff like this too. Mm -hmm. But not every employer is that wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. It is our job primarily as parents. We are the ones to be the first and best. As much as we are able. When we are unable, we look for others to help us. Thank you for joining us for part two of the Home Educator's Duty. Please stay tuned next week for part three. And as always, if you need some encouragement, advice, or prayer, please reach out to me at htpodcast at gmail.com.